It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to the We Just Got Our Asses Swept edition of Rico Bronia. Evan Roberts, Pete Hoffman, the New York Mets lost a heartbreaker to the Milwaukee Brewers to get swept. Uh, if you want to hear reaction to game one and two and our instant anger towards that embarrassment, I would say go into the archives. We did an instant reaction right after the Mets lost game two to the Brewers. So we're not going to spend too much time on the first two games. As far as this game is concerned, we'll break it down. We'll also get you ready for opening day. The latest news around Omar Narvaez's injury, Francisco Alvarez may be coming. So there's a lot to discuss on the Rico. We'll also get to your emails. As far as this game is concerned, it sucks. Losing in a walk-off is painful. It's painful when it's a game that early on you feel good about because right out the gate, Francisco Lindor rips an RBI double. And so five minutes into this game, you're thinking, all right, the offense is finally going to break through. And wouldn't this be fitting to do it against Corbin Burns, one of the better pitchers in baseball? Early one nothing lead, David Peterson flushes it away immediately. He had very little command today, and that's not just the five walks. He just had no idea where the baseball was going. He obviously implodes in the second inning, gives up the three-run bomb to Joey Weimer, and I thought it was over. I honestly, I thought we were looking at a very similar game to what we saw on Monday and Tuesday. I thought this was going to be an ass whooping. And to the credit of the New York Mets, I'm not going to give them a lot of credit on this episode, but I'm going to give them a little bit of credit right now. They immediately fought back. And I was surprised by that. And the positive sign that we saw was they fought back with the stars. They fought back with a bloop double by Starling Marte. They fought back with a a ripped RBI single by Francisco Lindor, who was great in this game. And they fought back because Pete Alonso pulled a Mike Piazza, one of the opposite field to right center for a two-run home run that tied the game up. And from being down four to one to instantly tying it against Corbin Burns. I know Corbin Burns is off to a tough start when you look at his opening day start against Chicago and this game against the Mets, but it's still Corbin Burns. And the way he so easily pitched a one, two, three inning in the second, I thought this was going to be a typical ace performance where he got roughed up a little bit in the first, got through it. And he did because he got that big strike out of Alonzo and got McNeil to fly out with two men on base. So it could have been worse. I thought after that one, two, three second inning, he was going to dominate. I always want to be honest. I was dead wrong about that. And the Mets immediately fought back. They took the lead a few innings later when Pete Alonzo went deep again, and they're up six to four. And then we saw what really did them in in this game, and that was the bullpen. And this is the first time all year we can really say that. I know the bullpen wasn't great the last two nights, but they also just kind of let a game that was out of hand get even more out of hand. You know what I mean? Carlos Carrasco wasn't good. Max Scherzer wasn't good. We weren't going to harp on the bullpen. But when you have a six to four lead, and now you're asking Drew Smith, who's one of the the arms in the circle of trust to get big outs, and he can't, and we'll get to Adam Adovino, that's a bullpen failure. So let's start criticizing Buck, because I got a few things. I got a few things to be angry about with this manager. Let's start with the fifth inning. So it's all set up. The Mets take a 6-4 to four lead. Alonzo hits the two-run home run. They got Corbin Burns at the game, which turned out to be the worst thing in the world because the Mets couldn't hit the Brewers' bullpen. 
The Mets got zero hits and one base runner against the Brewer bullpen. So chasing Burns was not the greatest thing, but they chase him. They have the lead. It's six to four. It's the bottom of the fifth inning. And we all assume Peterson's done because David Peterson was not good in this game. He wasn't. He walked the guy, I think, in every inning he pitched except the fourth inning. His command was awful. He was very fortunate to actually get through this thing. He struck out Willie Adamas to end the fourth inning. And I pointed to the sky and said, great. It's not a complete disaster. Get his ass out the game. And for some reason, and I don't know why, you can't give me this lefty-lefty garbage. Buck Showalter allows David Peterson to start the fifth inning against Christian Yelich. Now, I want to be fair. He had struck out Yelich twice in this game. I acknowledge that. But he's thrown 87 pitches. He was lucky to get through these four innings. I don't care what he did to Yelich in the first and third inning. Because I'm thinking to myself, Christian Yelich, though he's not the same guy he was in 2019, you give him a third at-bat against David Peterson, he's probably ripping a single. Now, instead, David Peterson couldn't find the strike zone, and he walked him on five pitches. At that point, Buck takes him out. I think it was one batter too late, and I thought that at the time. While I appreciate lefty-lefty, <laughs> I do, I just don't think in these circumstances it was the right call considering how mediocre Peterson had been. So now Drew Smith comes into a game in which it's not a clean inning. He's got a two-run lead, and there's already a runner on first and nobody out. And Drew Smith was very, very shaky. Contreras hit one to deep right field. Luckily, the ballpark held it. He gives up the single to Luke Voigt. He strikes out Brian Anderson, and I don't know what Brian Anderson was looking for. I think it was like a changeup right down the middle, and Anderson was just completely confused. And then the Jesse Winker at bat. And look, there are certain guys who just kill us over and over and over again. And you can change their uniforms and you can change what division they're in and you can change the league. It doesn't freaking matter. And obviously I'm talking not just about Jesse Winker. I'm talking about Brian Anderson who ripped the Mets apart. But Jesse Winker of all people, of all people, that son of a bitch rips a three, two double that he smoked against Drew Smith. And now the 6-4 lead is gone. And my confidence level, I think all of our confidence levels, went right through the toilet. So it didn't take the bullpen very long to blow that lead. It happened immediately in the fifth inning. Now, credit to John Curtis. John Curtis comes in. He pitches reasonably well, keeps the game tied. Credit to David Robertson. David Robertson comes in, except he comes in in the eighth inning. And I was very confused by this. I think Gary Cohen was as well. Now, at this point, Craig and I are about to sign on the air. The Yankees play during the afternoon, so I was fortunate enough to watch all of the Met game along with the Yankee game. But we're going to sign on the air, tie game, eighth inning. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't ask for more. But the bottom of the order is coming up, and Buck goes to David Robertson. And when he does this, I'm very, very confused because – I'm not a believer as much as I wanted this game today that David Robertson should be asked to get six outs. Uh, I'm not that crazy. So when Buck after the game says, yeah, I wasn't going to ask him to get six outs. It's early in the season. I agree with him. Now I know a lot of people out there may disagree and they look at this game as ultra important and say, screw it. You got to get the win. 
it is April 5th. So I'm not bitching about Buck because Robertson didn't pitch two innings. I'll make that clear. That is not my criticism. You absolutely have a right to have that criticism. I'm just choosing not to have it. My criticism was you got the bottom of the order coming up. You've got Winker, you've got Terang, and you've got Weimer. Two lefties and a righty. I acknowledge that. In the ninth inning, you've got a lefty, a righty, and a lefty. So pretty much the same in terms of the splits between lefties and righties. The Brewers have one more lefty on the bench, really two, because Caratini's on the bench too as a switch hitter. So just to set everything up, but it's the bottom of the Brewers' order. It's Winker, Terang, and Weimer. Top of the order would be Mitchell, Adamas, and Yelich. When he goes to David Robertson, I thought, what, is he really going to ask him to get two innings? Because why else are you going to your best reliever? And I happen to think he is that as of right now. That can change based on the way the season goes. But as of right now, their best reliever is David Robertson. He's the guy who I would trust against lefties or righties. And so he's going to his best reliever to face the bottom of the order in the bottom of the eighth inning. It didn't make any sense to me. You go to Adam Adovino first, then you go to David Robertson. I want Robertson to face better hitters. Now, if Adovino runs into trouble, you want to break glass in case of emergency and go to Robertson with guys on base in the eighth inning? Absolutely. Now you're just trying to keep the game tied. And you kind of go to desperation mode thinking there may not be a ninth inning. And David Robertson comes in and was great. Bing, bing, bing. He barely breaks a sweat. He pitches a one, two, three inning. I still didn't think there was any way Buck would allow Robertson to pitch a second inning, even though he only threw 12 pitches. And then he goes to Adam Adovino, which I, I, I get why he's going to Adam Adovino. Who else is he going to? He's not going to Dennis Santana. He's not going to go to Danny Reyes. He's not going to go to Brooks Raleigh, who pitched batting practice the day before. He's I, I totally get the Adovino-Robertson thing. I just didn't like the order of it. And I looked closer at it to see hey, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe David Robertson has really bad numbers against Christian Yelich. Maybe he has really bad numbers against Willie Adamas. Christian Yelich, 0 for 5 with four strikeouts against David Robertson. Willie Adamas, 1 for 5. Obviously, there's no history between Garrett Mitchell and Adam Adovino, Garrett Mitchell, and David Robertson. So I did not like the Robertson-Adovino order. You know, last year, I loved when Buck did that, when he would flip-flop. Adovino and Edwin Diaz, but it always made sense when he did it. It was always like, oh, I see why you did that. The heart of the order is coming up. I'm going to use my best pitcher against the heart of the order. I don't see the matchups making any sense. I don't see who is coming up making any sense. I don't understand the order of Robertson Adovino. Now, is this the reason they lost the game? The Met bats went limp again. The Met bats could not figure out the Brewer bullpen, but if they're able to get through the ninth inning, with the hokey extra inning rules and Devin Williams out the game. So you're probably looking at who's coming into this game. Varland, Payamps, Gura. Those are the only three relievers they have left. So I would love my chances in the top of the 10th inning if I've got Nimmo on second, nobody out with Marte Lindor Alonso coming up. Believe it or not, I'm thinking to myself as the bottom of the ninth starts, you know, geez, they get these three outs. I think we're going to win this game. I'm just looking at who's coming up. And who's left in the Brewer bullpen? So it just, it annoyed me. It's not the reason they lost necessarily. I guess it could be the reason they lost. 
They lost because their bullpen blew a lead. They lost because David Peterson was really ineffective, and they lost because as much as the offense showed us something in this game, it went to sleep after the fifth inning and did nothing against the Brewer bullpen. And to lose on a walk-off, it stings, it sucks, they got swept, and now we got to eat it for the next 48 hours. So uh, you're right about the fact that it may not have made much of a difference and I with with who was first, whether it's Ottavino or Robertson, but I got to be honest, if Ottavino pitched the eighth inning, I think Weimer or somebody else would have hit a home <laughs> run off of him anyway. I mean, that's just the – that's honestly, the everybody in the Brewer lineup had a big hit this entire series. I mean – who the hell are these guys? I'm talking about Weimer and Mitchell, like they're 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 all stars, that they're all the, well, the future Hall of Famers. Every you know who they are, and this should make you angry, and this is going to make a lot of people angry. They're good, young, talented rookies. That's what they are. These guys are not bums. They're young prospects who are getting a chance to play, and I know that hearing that is going to be obnoxious and annoying because as Met fans. We're frustrated that a lot of our good young prospects are not getting to play. And every time there's an update about Ronnie Mauricio, or there was an update about Brett Beatty before the thumb injury, or there's an update about Alvarez, and we'll get to him coming up in the news around him, we'd be excited, but we'd also be frustrated because we'd say, why are they not here? Meanwhile, Joey Weimer is here. Garrett Mitchell is here. Bryce Terang is here. And who they are are young players with promising futures that are getting an opportunity to play for a team that has expectations. Maybe not the expectations of the Mets, obviously, but you know how I feel about them. We had our MLB prediction episode. I'm not pulling that out of my ass. I think the Brewers can win the NL Central. I think they're certainly capable of it, and they better, they better because here's the thing. Brandon Woodruff, he's going to be a free agent soon. Corbin Burns, he hates the franchise. <laughs> Devin Williams, they'll probably trade him too at some point. So the clock ticks on a mid-market to small market team like Milwaukee. But those guys who damaged us, they're not nobodies. Now, they may have been nobodies till we got a chance to watch them, but the Brewers were just going bombs away throughout this entire series.